0: Good afternoon. We begin the afternoon session with one of our coaches who's entering their second year but making their first appearance at an SEC Media Days. That's Mike Leach from Mississippi State, a two time National Coach of the Year, three time Conference Coach of the Year, and has taken 17 of his teams to bowl games. In his first game as head coach at Mississippi State, the Bulldogs shattered the SEC single game. Passing record or actually a set of passing records uh, You probably know and I confess to not having read which I like to read So Mike I promised to buy a book and catch up He's been on the New York Times bestseller list with swing your sword also written a book entitled Geronimo leadership strategies of an American warrior Spent some time in Africa in May on a safari and we learned in the back hallway He and I share an appreciation for stand-up Paddleboarding head coach at Mississippi State University Mike Leach
1: All right, I'm not a big opening statement guy and plus you guys are going to ask whatever you want to know anyway So let's just go ahead and get started. Is there any questions?
2: All right, if you have a question, please raise your hand. We have Peyton, Jessica, and Emma. Uh, we will get a microphone to you, and uh, we'll start. Coach, over here on our right-hand side, about three-quarters of the way back. Please. Coach Leach, Judy Armand, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. I wanted to ask you about, you You had some of the most productive quarterbacks in college football history in your time as a head coach. What are some of the things you look
1: for when you're recruiting a young man to fit in your offense? Uh, the most important thing and the hardest thing, uh, you know, to really gauge is uh, is uh, the guy that uh, elevates the play of the uh, the other 11 player or the other 10 players. So you want a guy that elevates uh, the play of the team because that's the ultimate role of a quarterback. That's the most important thing he does. Um, but then after that, uh, uh, I can't get to square one unless they're accurate. And, uh, and then do they make good decisions? And, you know, c- coaching has a role in, um, you know, working with a guy to make good decisions, but you need, uh, you need a guy that's accurate and do, do they make good decisions? If they don't do that, I don't think they can play quarterback. Um, and then, uh, from there, uh, you know, the, the others, which, uh, yeah, quick feet, which I like, uh, quick feet, you know, cause it helps you in the pocket. Uh, are they fast? And I think there's a difference between quick feet and fast. Um, and then uh strong arm and uh and uh and big, but if you think of all those things uh, you know the the nFL Hall of Fame is full of guys that don 't have every one of those things I mentioned, um, but I do think you have to have the top two, and then after that you know there 's a really good quarterbacks have a presence to them as far as their ability to elevate the players around them.
2: Coach will go in the middle section about halfway back.
1: It might surprise you, but you can't see anything up here. (laughs) You're just lights, okay? Go ahead. (laughs) Coach, Matt St. Jean, WTVA in Tupelo.
0: Uh, You started off the first year of the program kind of in a tumultuous year, to say the least.
2: How important is it going to be for the program to get back to normal and have fans back in full
0: force at Davis Wade?
1: I think it's critical. I think it's critical not just to us and not just because we want it that way, but I think it's important to our fans and everybody else. I mean, uh, to get in the normal uh, routine where you kind of uh, elevate and everybody's uh, feels enriched, uh, uh, you know, by having the opportunity to watch and participate in football in a normal fashion, and uh, and I certainly as coaches and players, that's in, incredibly important to us, um, you know, because football, really good football, I mean, it's a byproduct of routine. And when you break up the routine, I think it's difficult. In our case, of course, it was difficult because, you know, new staff and a very young team. And so, uh, you know, is perhaps, uh, you know, even more disruptive. But, uh, you know, and that's the key is, uh, uh, you know, just uh, kind of do the, the same things over and over again and just do them better and better each time. And, uh, and that's kind of what a routine gives you. So I think that, uh, yeah, I think that it's uh, – It's very important we get back to normal.
2: Coach, we'll go over here to our left on the first row.
1: Hey, Mike, Vince Ferrara, 99.1, the Sports
2: Animal in Knoxville. Two questions. First, what's Tennessee getting in transfer Javante Payton from your school? And then two, Commissioner Sankey had mentioned that there are 1,600 players uh, in the transfer portal and 1,100 are still there. What opinions do you have about the transfer portal right now?
1: Well, uh, the, the, as far as the transfer portal goes, uh, you know, I, don't, uh, I think that uh, uh, too many, you know, Well, there's way too many people on there. I mean, there's a point to where, and I remember when I was 18, and I think that uh, a lot of people remember when they were 18, and of course see it in other people. I think too often there's a temptation to cut and run, and I don't think that's always uh, the best course because uh you know you learn a lot uh by uh you know persevering and sitting in there and, and uh pushing through adversity i mean uh you know heck when i was in college i mean i i thought about uh leaving or going to another place all that stuff uh you know throughout uh, uh college and even law school so i think that uh you know there's a point to where um there's a huge uh uh, value later on uh, to persevering, uh, you know through adverse situations and and I think that uh, college football is deliberate uh, deliberately creates a, a adversity because um, You know, it's a competitive situation and you're wanting to develop uh, skills to be competitive so that the uh, it, it brings out the best in everybody. Um, I think that uh, just like you mentioned or alluded to I don't think that all those uh, uh, guys are going to find a place to go. I think uh, in the end, they would have been uh, better off where they started and uh, rather than you know uh, uh, not play and then um, but in you know some cases uh, you know another opportunity, a better opportunity and it can, uh, you know I think that has to be carefully evaluated and I think that um, um, uh, you know sometimes it is necessary to make a move and uh so uh, i i think uh, I think also though you know it's it 's uh, too easy to uh, to transfer right now I think that, that the people used to consider their uh situation more carefully when they had to sit a year you know if they if they transferred laterally.
2: Coach, we're going to go over here on the right, right in the teeth of that light.
1: There we go. Hey, Mike. Adam Luck at Kentucky Sports Radio. You've been running your air raid offense for decades, successful in multiple conferences. What's been the key to the longevity of that scheme? And was there a smoking gun last year to your all struggles, or was just not enough practice time um, and personnel maybe didn't fit it as well as you might have liked? Well, we just had a short window, and we are a very young team, you know, and I think that uh, you know, we just have to continue to improve and evolve as a team. I think that uh, you know, it's a, there's a reason that uh, uh, the NFL's uh, adopting so many air raid uh, concepts, and that uh, you know, the last uh, however many, probably ten Super Bowls, there's been a certain number of air raid concepts in all of them, uh, because uh, in my mind, it's an, it's an efficient way. Uh, to move the football because you utilize personnel and you u- utilize the space that you're provided and uh, you know, so uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a good way to do things as far as a smoking gun I think you're always trying to improve uh, one way to improve and at least in our case is get older rather than be the You know one of the youngest teams in the BCS. I think the youngest uh, get older, but I was very proud of the way that they competed and improved as the season went on,
2: Coach. We'll go down front here on the left, Bob. Uh, hey, Mike. Uh, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat. Is that? I was wondering what, what kind of season did you think Will Rogers had? Uh, how did spring go? I know you brought some other quarterbacks in. What, what's the quarterback pool look like, and what's that competition going to be like in fall camp?
1: Uh, I thought Will. I thought Will did a, a, a really good job. You know, true freshmen don't start very often. Uh, and and, and uh, part of the reason is is they're true freshmen. Uh, but in uh, Will's case, uh, you know, we were uh, needed a guy that could go out there and play. I thought he did a very good job, especially as far as being composed and uh, played with a, 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 a level of, you know, lo- at times looked more experienced certainly than he was. Uh, I think he steadily improves. He's a tireless worker, uh, works a great deal on his own. Uh, also, is one of those guys that does elevate the players around him. Um, we got a lot uh, better quarterback room than we had uh, last year. Um, you know, we've got uh, we're still a relatively young group, other than Jack Abraham. Jack Abraham's got the most experience in the room uh, from when he played at Southern Miss. Um, but then we've got some really promising uh, uh, young guys too, uh, you know, Sawyer Robertson and Robinson and Daniel Greek and. And uh, and then uh, so we're um, looking forward to what unfolds this year and saying it'll be competitive and it'll be very competitive. And the biggest challenge is going to be sorting out how to deal uh, deal the reps and uh, because you don't have enough reps to to, uh, you know, consistently rep four quarterbacks. And so we're going to have to sort out uh, who's toward the top and uh, narrow it down to two and go from there.
2: Coach, we're going to go over on the left-hand side to <coughs> Edgar
1: Thompson.
0: Yeah, hey, Coach. Edgar Thompson with the Orlando Sentinel. Um, Bobby Bowden reportedly has a terminal condition. It's just being reported. I know your roots are out west, but you came up under another kind of iconic coach yourself, um, Lavelle Edwards. What, what do those kind of coaches mean to the game, and, and where does Coach Bowden kind of fit in in kind of the pantheon of, of, of the greats?
1: Uh, I, I know Coach Bowden, uh, he's, a, he's a, well, first of all, he's a tremendous person, just a great person and a great example as, as far as a, a person and has a tremendous family. And uh, But, uh, you know, Coach Bowden has been an example to all of us. You know, he's one of those guys that made us uh, all want to coach when we were younger, uh, made it exciting. Coach Bowden threw the ball uh, before uh, most people were inclined to. Uh, and when I was, uh, you know, a young in high school junior high, I used to watch his teams, um, because they're a team that was liable to upset, uh, uh teams ahead of them. And that's, uh, 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 as they started throwing the ball around, became more and more explosive. And then of course, uh, by the time I got to Valdosta state, you know, they, you know, they're the, the top of the country and, uh, and had the opportunity to go down and watch him practice numerous times because they were close to Valdosta. And we'd drive drive down and watch uh, spring practice and things like that. And, uh, you know, he's just a tremendous guy, and I don't think the game would be the same without him.
2: Coach, we're going to go all the way to the back of the center section on the right. Brett?
1: Brett McMurphy with Stadium Network. Mike, I know you've been an
2: advocate of the 64-team playoff. Uh, There are... Possibly expanding to 12 teams is 12 enough
1: Well, I, you know, it's, it's 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 never enough, but uh, I'll tell you what I uh, you know, dr. Keenum our president uh, Is on that committee, so I know they're in good hands, and so I think that parts uh, outstanding I think uh, 12 teams is a huge step in the right direction uh, I personally would like to see 64 and you can format it out uh, pretty easily, you know, but uh, uh, I think it's a huge step the right direction and uh, and I look forward to it.
2: we'll go right down front on the second row, Tom: Yeah, hey, Mike Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat, is you came into the league in an unprecedented year with a 10 game conference schedule. What did you think about the week to week preparation and, and talent level that you, that you saw in the league in your in your first year?
1: Well, it, it's obviously a very talented league, no question. And I thought, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of a lot like uh, when I left the league from from Kentucky when I was offensive coordinator, Kentucky, then went to Oklahoma. So it was it was kind of like that. It's like uh, you know, just uh, every team's good and uh, and uh, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, unique from. The preparation because there was a certain amount of uh, wondering who was available to play uh, from one week to the next but uh, um, and that uh, definitely had an impact on preparations but I uh, know uh, just an impressive league impressive places and didn't necessarily get the full effect of the stadium you know obviously the crowds that's far more animated than uh, uh, you know a lot of people like those uh, the cardboard people in there—I couldn't help but think of the Twilight Zone—and then, um, uh, but you know, so then they'd uh, they'd turn the PA system up a little louder. But uh, uh, no, I look forward to the crowds uh, because that's what uh, makes this league great, and all leagues great is all the unique uh, places to play, and the crowd—the uh, crowds uh, provide a great deal of that.
2: We'll go over here on the left, on the near aisle, Parish. <laughs>
1: parish for daily
2: journal and tupelo um mike could you talk a little bit about jack abraham and how he stacks up with those quarterback attributes that you mentioned and also have you played two quarterbacks in your past is that something that could evolve from this quarterback room
1: um i doubt we'll play two quarterbacks uh you know because that's not just an adjustment to the quarterbacks it's an adjustment to the team and the players around them um Jack is uh okay, so Jack uh, is accurate, makes good decisions, uh, has uh has a quick feet is how I would uh, uh categorize him. The other thing he brings to us is uh uh the highest level of experience uh at the position that we have on our team.
2: All right. We'll go over here on the right hand side. Scooter. Scooter Hobbs, Lake Charles American Press. Speaking of cardboard people, uh do you think you and your offense maybe got a false sense of where you were after that LSU game and what did teams do to adjust to it so quickly after that?
1: Well, I think that uh well one thing one thing I think was uh I think we, I don't think we got a false sense as much as uh you know we were an evolving team and so was LSU and then I think that uh you know we we played uh you know, uh, several other quality teams extremely close. And then I think that in some cases our experience uh, caught up with us. In some cases, although everybody had it, but you never knew where it would hit, you know, who was available to play from one week to the next. and uh, But, you know, we got better as the year went on. So,
2: Coach, we're going to go straight in front of me, about four rows
1: ahead of us. And Mike, Stefan Kreishek with the Daily
0: Journal of Mississippi. Uh, On the defensive side of the ball, you guys got a a couple quarterbacks there in the secondary that are getting some preseason honors. I mean, with them anchoring the back half of the defense, do you feel like you guys can get a little more up front and and get some pressure on the quarterback?
1: Well, we were pretty good at pressure last year, and I think we'll continue to be. I think we have some uh, good guys in the front, and then I I thought that both of uh, you know Martin and, uh, and Emmanuel both got better as the As the season went on, and then, of course, they're they're both great workers. And, you know, one thing both of them have is they just love to play. And those guys that uh, love to play that always want one more snap, I mean, uh, tend to get better because, you know, they uh, find an excuse to be on the field rather than an excuse to be off of it. And uh, so, um, but I do think that they're key. And then, you know, and then, of course, uh, uh, you know, we need to solidify the safety position.
2: Which will go down here in the center section, in the third row, right in front of us.
1: Mike Rodak with AL.com. Nick Saban said yesterday
2: that his quarterback has earned almost a million dollars so far in NIL deals. Just what effect does it have on recruiting when players have that sort of earning power at other schools?
1: You know, I don't know. I think that, uh, that that's uh, still evolving. I think that, uh, you know, we'll all know a lot more, uh, you know, in the, in the future. Because you know it's happened quite suddenly, and so I guess we'll find out. I think uh, you know, I think Mississippi State's a great place to establish your brand. I think that um, um, I think that uh, uh, you know, along with this, you know, they, as far as uh, you know, professional and that type of thing. There's other things that go along with it, and I don't know that these will surface. But you know, I mean, people talk a lot about the parallels with the NFL. Uh, other things that exist with that sort of thing is uh, uh, Guys get traded guys get drafted and guys get cut Uh, So does that become a a piece uh, down the road? I don't know Um, The other thing that uh, I'd like to see I think you got to still encourage guys to um, to graduate because I think that uh, you know uh, in general uh, things are better you know families the individual uh, the schools the, the more people that graduate and then also uh, you know it's it's got to be less tempting uh, uh, to hit the transfer portal if things don't go your way uh, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine and yeah, we we're bouncing this around and um, you know what if uh, and this is a what if and there may be holes in this idea but what if uh, uh, when you sign a guy um, you know on graduation they receive say a hundred or a hundred and fifty thousand dollars on graduation you only get it if you graduate you have to graduate and if you graduate uh, after you graduate from that school you get uh, $150,000 now if you transfer you don't get the hundred and fifty thousand dollars but if you stay at that school you graduate from that school you get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars one I think it and yeah the the amount of money i mean it, you know i don't i don't care what the amount is the amount could be whatever I just don't want a bidding war, and I think that if we if we end up with bidding wars that's gonna you know that'll that'll definitely hurt football but um you know as far as uh, you know money that sort of thing the other thing I think we've gotta keep an eye on is uh is encouraging people to graduate and uh and not making it uh uh so enticing to transfer.
2: Coach, will go right in front of me about four rows back in the center section. Hello, Coach. How are you doing? Good. Gerard Hamilton, Tuscaloosa News. Um, With the baseball team winning their first national championship, have you talked to your team at all, trying to tell them, like, motivate them about using that success, uh, the baseball team's success, to kind of replicate this season?
1: Well, I think it inspired everybody. Everybody's really excited about our baseball team, and we're in a unique uh, situation. Our football complex is literally across the street from the baseball stadium. So, uh, you know, our guys uh, go to the baseball games a lot more than they probably do uh, at most other campuses. Um, You know, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, is is your focus on the day-to-day improvement. I mean, the better you do that, the better – Uh, Your results in the end are going to be. But, uh, you know, seeing guys that they know go out there and have success. And, uh, you know, because our baseball team had a certain amount of adversity throughout the year. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, really got hot there at the end. And so I think it it, it inspired and impressed everybody.
2: Coach, we'll go over here to our left, third row. John John Adams, KnoxNews.com. Mike, was there a, a moment a few years ago when you were at Washington State that you thought you might be the next head coach at Tennessee?
1: Uh, I talked to Tennessee, but that, you know, uh, that thing never, well, it did nothing, nothing ever got nailed down. And then pretty soon they had a coup d'etat there. And, uh, and you know, you guys can uh, sort that among yourselves, but that's pretty well documented. And then, um, and so... Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't end up in the middle of the coup, so uh, uh, lucky for me.
2: Coach, we'll go over here to the right side, uh, over in the middle. Hey, Coach uh, Travis Brown at the Bryan College Station Eagle. Uh, this will be the first season that you returned to Kyle Field in a long time. Does that hold any significance to you? And what are some of the memories that stand out from your
0: past trips there?
1: It's one of the greatest places to play uh, on Earth. I mean, that's and I've said this when I was at Tech. That's like uh, you know that's one of the Carnegie Halls of football. There, I mean that uh, that Kyle Field. Well, first of all, it's it's gigantic and holds a ton of people. Uh, you know the grass is impeccable, and uh, and then you know and the, of course the Aggies are always highly motivated. So it's 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 a fun place to play. And I, uh, you know, I've got some great memories at uh, our games at uh, Kyle Field over the years. It was a yeah, it was it was a it was a fantastic uh, it was a fantastic experience. Uh, it helped that we won most of them.
2: Coach, we'll go right in the center of the center
1: section, right in front of us. Brooks capena with the Advocate, um, Mike. Uh, how have you addressed uh, vaccination with your team, and uh, what what are your vaccination uh, uh, situation right now? Uh, first of all, we let the doctors handle all that, so I don't have anything to do with that. And um, you know, uh, we let the, we let the guys that uh, know what they're doing handle it, so
2: all right, we'll take some other questions. We've got one over, a couple over here, right all the way on Nile, over here, coach over our left.
0: Mike Bianchi, Orlando Sentinel coach. Uh, uh, Tiger Woods rivals on the PGA Tour have credited him with, you know, eyeballs on TV sets, salaries going up, purses going up. I'm wondering, do you guys in the SEC sort of credit Nick Saban for some of the same
1: things going on in the SEC as far as exposure, salaries, all of that? Uh, I've, I've never really thought of that. I mean, obviously Nick's a great coach, and, uh, and everybody respects what he's done. Um, but the – the other thing is, is you know, um, and with all due respect to Nick, I mean, the SEC wasn't exactly invisible uh, when he got here. So um, you know, the the SEC goes back a long, long time, and you can go through a long list of great coaches uh, that have been at the SEC in the SEC. And I think the SEC's uh, commanded well; they've commanded attention uh, as far back as I can remember. So I can. Well, let's see. So I figure I was three. So uh, 57 years I can vouch for the fact that the SEC has uh, commanded attention.
2: Coach, we're going to go over along the right-hand side, by on the wall.
0: Blake Topmeyer, USA Today Network. Mike, uh, just a follow-up question on the vaccination. Are you vaccinated,
2: and then why or why not?
1: Um, if I was or I wasn't, I wouldn't share it with you. Um, but... Uh, uh, again, we leave that uh, to the doctors and, uh, and uh, you know anybody's uh, doctor or care provider.
2: okay, we're going to go back here to the center section along the left hand aisle.
1: Coach Danny Smith, awfulful Daily News. Um, Austin Williams is a veteran receiver in your program. Uh, he's here today we're just, and since you've been at Mississippi state, how how has he come along as far as a veteran presence for your offense? He does an outstanding job. The thing that Austin brings is the consistency Um, He's got a certain uh, you know I think that sometimes people forget how important consistency is. I mean it's vitally important And then it's also something that uh, if you've got a real consistent guy That's a great example other people draw uh, from that and then so Austin put us in a position where Um, early on as we're uh, teaching our offense uh, you could uh, count on clips of things being done the right way at the right time and uh, to you know illustrate a lot of points that uh, help speed up uh, coaching because of the example that Austin set the other thing is is you know he's a natural leader and you know a a smart guy so I think that creates a level of stability and uh, you know the more Uh, Austin Williams and Aaron Burles, you have the the better you're going to be. so.
2: We have time for two more. We'll start here in the center section on the right aisle.
0: Conor Aguero, Saturday Down South. Dan Mullen threw out the idea the other day of getting rid of the annual crossover game to be able to open up the possibility for more of these matchups. Do you have any sort of thoughts on that to be able to not see, you know, such a long
1: disparity with some of these matchups, and potentially not having those annual rivalry games with the cross-division rival? He said, talked about getting rid of what again? The crossover game. Permanent crossover game. Oh, the permanent crossover. Uh, I've heard it proposed, and I think it's a good idea that uh, because the SEC is is so big and there's so many teams, I mean, you know, there's guys you don't see for like six years or whatever it adds up to. And then, um, you know, that... uh, there probably ought to be some crossover between the east and the west, maybe instead of just saturate the entire east or west, uh, more crossover in the conference as a whole. I think that would be a good idea.
2: Okay, we'll take one final question in the very back of the room in the
1: center. Hey, Coach. Steve Moulton, uh, WZZN, 97.7 ESPN The Zone in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, Well documented that uh, you taught a class at Washington, can we expect you to teach a class at Mississippi state, and is it harder to be a teacher or a coach uh, I, we've talked about it actually uh, talked about it and it's uh, you know it's, it's uh, it was really fun interacting with the students in that type of setting and then the most uh, you know the the, the thing that uh, uh, was most exciting to me was the, the the speakers we had i mean we had some just incredible speakers that had um, you know amazing experiences all over the world uh, you know one guy was instrumental in uh, busting uh uh the shoe bomber and uh you know some guys that uh, had really done some incredible things uh you know for their country overseas and things like that and so it was uh you know just to to talk to those guys and and uh hear what they had to say uh, both before during and after the class Uh, was pretty good Um, uh, I've talked about it I haven't done anything yet and obviously uh, Last year was such a disrupted year that uh, you know, we didn't make much headway on that. I wouldn't be against it Uh, Coaching and T. It's really quite similar Uh, 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 Yeah, I don't know one's indoors one's outdoors and you have more space obviously in coaching, you know if you get ticked off in coaching, you can pace off a variety of directions, and and uh, uh, you know, and and oh, you don't get in trouble for swearing as much if you're in coaching. So, you know, coaching does definitely have its advantages. But the teaching, that was exciting, and and uh, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would look forward to doing it again.
2: Coach Leach, thank you for your time.
1: All right, thank you.